0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Rockhound Radio, our segment known as The Couch in the Dungeon. This is a bonus episode today. Uh, I thought, you know what, I kind of want to talk about some of my characters that I've built and used over the years. So... The first thing we're going to be talking about is uh, Sloan Pocket Slim. Now, Sloane, if you guys have listened to our little one-shot Tales of the Renaissance, you've met and you've seen some of his antics. Uh, if you haven't listened to those episodes and you're really enjoying the D&D episodes, talks that we do on Saturday, go ahead and go give Tales of the Renaissance a listen. There's a uh, five episodes there. They're pretty decent. We got together one day, and we played a one-shot. We played for about two to three hours, somewhere around in there. I can't really remember. But uh, it was a it was a really good time. We got together, and Rock was our DM, and our buddy Zach came over, and he was a Dan, fellow dad. And uh, it really, he, he, he played really well. I feel like I played really well. It was just all around a good time. So, uh, I kind of thought, you know, since I did not, Rocky built, uh, Dan Fellow Dad and Sloan Pocket Slim for us, so we actually didn't build our own characters, so uh, a couple of days before we played, I kind of studied and went over and was trying to learn everything I could about my character, so... Oh man, I apologize guys. I was moving around, I knocked a couple of things over. Um So Sloan he uh got some decent stats. Uh we we played at level 5. So I I don't know what my stats were like pre-rolled. I could go look, but at current time when I played him, his strength was 11, his dexterity was 19. Constitution was 15. Uh, Intelligence, 11. Wisdom, 11. Charisma, 13. With uh, plus 7 to his dexterity saving throws. And plus 3 to his intelligence. And then plus 2 to his constitution. And plus 1 to his charisma saving throws. His passive and... Perception was a basic 10, which is kind of eh. Uh, he was proficient in deception, medicine, performance, persuasion, religion, sleight of hand, and stealth. And if you guys listen, you know, the first chance I get, I steal somebody's coin purse, and then I think I use that money to go bet against somebody, and we like played a played a game, and I think I, like, I'm pretty sure I lost (laughs) the money that I ended up stealing, and then, uh, he gets plus seven to hit, what I thought was really interesting was the subclass, it was a rogue thief subclass, and with a bonus action, along with his cunning action, he could take fast hands, and he could... As a bonus action, he can make a sleight of hand check, use his themes tools to disarm a trap, or open a lock, or use the action, object action, which was really cool. And then he gave me a feat, which was uh, grapple. I was like a tavern brawler, so I could do extra damage with my uh, unarmed strikes, and I could grapple with character. Uh, We did not start with any equipment, so if you guys listen, uh, we like having to scavenge some stuff and then we end up trading some of the stuff that we had to scavenge for for actual items. So he's got leather armor, two daggers, and a longbow, and I'm actually pretty sure I stole a dagger and then I paid for the second one. I mean, come on, I'm playing a rogue thief, I'm not going to pay for anything if I don't have to. Uh no magic. And then he was proficient with an herbalism kit, which I thought was interesting, and he knew gnomish, orcish, and thieves can't. So I looked on my thing and I was like, I know or- I know gnomish. So I thought we were gonna have some interaction with some gnomes, but we never did. Um I really, really enjoyed playing Sloan. It was interesting, I'd never played a Rogue before, so that was cool, and even though we only got to play for a couple hours, I felt like I got a little bit of taste of everything. I kind of, uh, I stole some stuff, I, I got to use my sneak attack to get some damage, I, uh, I was a little bit sly and persuasive on a couple of things, and it, it was just all around a lot of fun. So, I think next, we're going to talk about probably the character that I've played the most. Definitely, the, well, not the most. Probably this character I've played the second most. But it's definitely always been my favorite character to play. And that is my Orc of Eberron. Ulog Yitzler. And, he, I mean, he is just a massive orc. And, um... I... <laughs> I built him, he is, of course he's a Barbarian, of course he uses the uh, two-handed Great Axe, I actually have a magical axe called the Berserker Great Axe, which gives me a bonus, uh, it gets a plus one to attack and damage rolls, and my hit points increase by one for each level that I attained while I was, with while I'm holding this axe, so I'm a level 13, so I get a bonus 13 to my health. However, this axe is cursed. So becoming attuned to it, whenever I take damage, I have to... Yeah, I have to make a wisdom saving throw when I take a ho- damage from a hostile creature. And then I pretty much just go absolutely berserk. And I continuously attack anything until... I meet there are no creatures within 60 feet of me or I... Yeah, that's it. You are a berserk until you start your turn with creatures within sixty. No creatures within sixty feet. Uh, but uh, it led to some a lot of interesting role play. Like a part of the curse is basically I won't let my a- anybody take my axe, and somebody tried to take my axe, and I just went like ape shit. And for your berserker, he's pretty smart. Like he's not. Uh, his intelligence is a 15, his wisdom is a 15, his charisma is a 16, his strength's a 20, his dexterity's 19, his constitution's a 20. and uh I mean, I built him I rolled extremely 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 well when I rolled. And then when I built him as a character, I built him just to be an absolute tank. You know, of course he's a barbarian. He rages And the subclass that I took, I took the, uh, oh no, I forget what subclass it was. But it was the um, Totem Spirit subclass, and then I chose the Bear. So when you choose the Bear, uh, the first time you pick it, when Raging, you have resistance to all damage except Psychic Damage. And that's the reason why I picked this subclass. Was because I knew that the DM, both the DMs... So when I originally built him, I built him because I was going to be playing the Curse of Strahd. And I knew that I was going to be fighting who knew what. And I knew that Strahd was going to be tough. So I was just like, I am going to build the most absolute tank of a character that I could... And then, uh, we moved on to another campaign, and I just transferred a character over, and the character was already, like, level 7 or 8 when we started this campaign. And he ended up, like, level 13, just killing anything and everything that got in his way. And it, it was just, uh, ridiculous. He gets a brutal critical, so he gets, uh, to roll two additional damage dice on top of all the other dice that you roll so when you roll a critical which is a 20 you would roll double damage dice so i get to add an additional two dice so i would roll four dice instead of two and it just led to some like massive massive amounts of damage and i just intimidated the shit out of people (laughs) and (laughs) it, it was uh I mean I loved it. And then I took the feat Great Weapon Master. So if I reduced a, a target an enemy to zero hit points, I could make one melee attack as a bonus action, and or I could take a minus 5 penalty to my roll to do 10 additional attack damage. And it just it led to uh, some seriously killer shots. Now, before I picked up the uh, Berserker Great Axe, I had just a regular Great Axe, and then I also had a long sword that I picked up that I had silvered that I codenamed the Wolf Slayer because we were fighting a bunch of werewolves, and they were resistant to all damage except silvered damage, so I needed a silvered weapon. And then I killed a shitload of werewolves with it, so, of course, he got named. Um god there was just so many moments i remembered there was a shopkeeper somewhere and part of my background is i put i believe i took the pirate background bad reputation so i could like get away with mine such as refusing to pay minor criminal yeah get away with minor criminal offenses such as refusing to pay for food or breaking down doors And I remember there was, like, this shopkeep, and they didn't have what I wanted, and I was just salty about it, so I, like, walked to their shop, and I pushed a bunch of shit off the shelves, and I, like, ripped the door off the hinges or something when I left, just being an asshole. (laughs) And, like, they were too intimidated to call the cops, and then they ended up, or call the cops, call the guards, and then, uh... Somebody else ended up calling the guards on them. And then they came over. And they were trying to ask all kinds of questions. And it, it was just. Whew. God. It was something else. So, uh. I think we're going to go to break. And when we come back from break. We're going to talk about. Uh. We're going to talk about a car, Which was my very, very first character. For Dungeons and Dragons that I ever made. And then we will talk about. Uh. Candrus, my bard, and then you know what, we might even talk about my gunslinger Ruic. So, uh, see you guys after break. And we are back. Um, so before we went to break, I mentioned talking about a car, which is my very first character that I ever made. Um, I do not have him saved. I uh, I used our time at break to look for him. I had yeah, I just don't have him anywhere anymore. But he was a wood elf ranger and I only played him till about level three and he had some good role playing moments. Um once he uh Cause he he actually ended up dying. Once he died, I started playing my row or my oh god my bard, Candorus. Uh, and but I remember when we started with a car, to introduce us into the campaign. It was me and another buddy, and we were both trapped in the dungeon on this ship. So I guess it'd be like the brig. <clears throat> and we were trying to escape, and one of the things I did was, I. they came in, and they gave us a, w- a little wooden bowl, and I threw the wooden bowl to hit the guard in the back of the head, <clears throat> and I rolled a nat 20, and my DM's like, oh, you knocked the guard out, and he falls forward, but it's too far away for you to reach, to drag, to get the keys, so we spent like two or three minutes sitting there like, oh, God, what are we going to do? And then we finally we were like, all right, we're going to take both of our shirts off, tie, rip them into strips, tie them up, tie those strips together, and then try to lasso his foot and try to pull him over. <laughs> and it, it was just, it was awesome. Uh, we drug it over. Our other buddy got the keys, opened his cell, got out, and then a third player came in and he was a druid, and he drops in, transforms from a rat back into a person, and he's like, oh, hey, you're the person I'm supposed to be breaking out of here, all right, cool, let's go, and I'm still in there, in the cell, and my buddy's like, no, wait, we gotta get him out too, he's coming with us, and he's like, it's not my job, just, you know, and some hilarity ensued, and then we got out, and there were uh, some other things that happened, and then, uh, it, yeah, it was just, I can't really remember, because this happened back in, like, oh, 2019, and we've had so many other stories since then, but a car's always stuck with me, because that was one of the first things that I ever did, and then, uh, when he died, I just told the DM, I was like, you know what, if you need a character to die this session, just for like dramatic effect, you can kill off my character, I want to start, I want to do a new character next session anyway, so, uh, they ended up killing him off, and then, um, I started my next character, which was, Named after one of my favorite characters from Star Wars. And this is Knights of the Old Republic and Knights of the Old Republic 2. There was a character named Kanderous Ordo. And he was just this badass Mandalorian. And uh, Knights of the Old Republic 2, he's actually called Mandalore. So, I mean, even though he was a bard, I still wanted that. I thought that was just a cool name, and I thought, you know, like, that'd make a badass bard. And it did, uh, Candorus was level 8, and I, he was a fallen awesomer. So he has, instead of, like, the awesomer are, like, celestial beings, and, uh, the good awesomer can sprout... Like, Angelic Wings out of their back, and then a Fallen Awesomer kind of, like, sprouts, like, necrotic, like, deptrid Wings out, and they're kind of, like, rotted, and they do, like, necrotic damage instead of Radiant damage when you use their bonuses. Um, He had some pretty decent stats. His Charisma, of course, being a Bard, was 20. His Dexterity was 16. Constitution, 16. Strength was 12, intelligence 11, and wisdom was 10. Uh, being a bard, he was proficient in deception, performance, persuasion, and stealth and sleight of hand, which I didn't really steal much. I didn't, I wasn't like as much as I thought I would be. And then he gets to add half his proficiency bonus to everything else. Um, He did have a magical weapon, and because of the subclass I took, he could make two attacks. Sorry, I'm trying to read. It's been a while since I looked at old Kanderous. He did have a chainmail shirt, which was a plus three legendary to his AC. And then he had a ring of invisibility. And then he had a magical loot. Oh, he also had <coughs> a 5 by 7 flying carpet. And I'll tell you what. I used that flying carpet for everything. I flew across an ocean on it and did all kinds of shit. Uh, being, of course, a bard, he had access to a whole, whole wide range of magic. Uh... I am famous for using Thunderwave at my tables and just decimating anything and everything in front of me. Um, Thanks to the graciousness of my DM, actually, one of my characters that we're going to be talking about next, which would be good old Ruick, my gunslinger, he... uh, we were using some low level. He, he, my DM was using some low level guards. And now, uh, Thunder Wave is a 15 foot cube, like in front of you that does damage, thunder damage. <laughs> and we were getting attacked. It was like 37 guards. And somehow they were all like rushing at me. And I used Thunder Wave with Ruick the Gunslinger. And. Uh... <laughs> He just decimated all 37 of them. And it was... It was probably one of the most epic things that I've ever seen. And, like, our table didn't even get super excited. We were just... There was so much going on. We were just like... Wham! Thunderwave! You just killed 37. I'm like, oh, God, okay, we gotta go! We gotta go! We gotta go! And we didn't even really celebrate, like, what had happened. Um... Ruick is also a, so he's a five, level 5 fighter, subclassed as a gunslinger, and he's a level 2 druid, subclassed as a circle of the moon. So he gets some pretty powerful transformag- transformation abilities, and um, he gets access to, I only have access to level 1 spells and magic, and I got 3 spell slots. But, oh man, I, use, I do so much with that character. And I, the thing is, I've been pushing him, trying to get him to die. I mean, I just, like, I throw him in situations that he should not walk away from. And somehow, uh, by the luck of the dice or the graciousness of the DM, I, I survive. And I'm like, oh, that doesn't really, but alright, whatever. Whatever. And he just gets, Ruit gets a little overconfident in his abilities and he charges on ahead and he doesn't think about the plan or uh, the plans some of his fellow players might have. He's just like, alright, here, we're going to go do this. And then it, the plan doesn't work and he's like, oh god, oh god, backpedal, battle, backpedal, battle. I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. <coughs> Not really, he doesn't ever admit when he was wrong. It's it's one of his biggest flaws. Um, well, you guys have probably heard me rattle incoherently about some of my characters enough. Uh, hopefully some of my ramblings have maybe inspired you to play a character you haven't had. Or, hell, maybe even just play all together if you haven't played at all yet. And, uh... Well, I hope you guys enjoy this little bonus episode. This will drop the same Saturday as Adventure Books. So when you get done listening to uh, episode 6 of Adventure Books, uh, go ahead and give this bonus episode a listen. Until then, we'll see you guys next Saturday.